Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Laura. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transcendence Podcast. And for those of you guys who follow us on social media, know we recently released some big news. But for those of you who don't, Laura, share our big news. If you follow us on our social media accounts, you'll know that we announced that we are having a baby, which is very exciting, something that we both have been wanting for a very long time. (laughs) Um, And it's actually been a journey to get to. So we're very grateful to be in this new season. So we're super excited about it. And we may have another future episode talking about that journey specifically and, Mm -hmm. and what we did to get through that journey because it was a long journey. But for right now, let's jump into continue our Enneagram series. We're talking about the Enneagram type four, the individualist. So Laura, tell us a little bit about the Enneagram type four. Yeah, so a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is coming from the Enneagram Institute. So if you want more in-depth description about this type, you can go over there and find all of that information. But basically, the individualist is the sensitive type. They're expressive, dramatic, they can be self-absorbed and temperamental. Their basic fear is that they would have no identity or personal significance. So they want that, you know stand out. They want to stand out. They want to be recognized. And their basic desire is to find their significance and to find themselves. They want to create an identity. So as far as their key motivations go, they want to express themselves and their individuality to create and surround themselves with beauty, to maintain certain moods and feelings, to withdraw, to protect their self-image, to take care of emotional needs before attending to anything else to attract a rescuer. So Nate, why don't you tell us a little bit about their deadly sin? Yeah, so like we've been talking about, all of the Enneagram types have what they call a deadly sin. This is something that they can turn to very quickly. And for a four, that's envy. So a four, there's always something missing in their life. There's always something that someone has that's better than them that they want or that people are happier than them because they're experiencing this. There's always something missing, and they always try to look to fill that void. So next, I'm going to read a little excerpt from what it's like to be a four from The Road Back to You by Ian Cron. It says, I like things that are unconventional, dramatic, and refined. I'm definitely not a fan of the ordinary. Melancholy is comfortable for me, so it's annoying when people try to cheer me up. I'm very sensitive to criticism, and it takes me a while to get over it. Lots of people misunderstand me, and it makes me frustrated. I worry a lot about abandonment. So some examples of fours throughout history are people like Johnny Depp or people like Anne Frank or Edgar Allan Poe, a lot of artistic people, Mm -hmm. a lot of people who are either creative writers or people that are, you know, in some form of actor or actress, you'll see a lot of them be type fours because they're so expressive and because they're so creative. Yeah. One of the biggest strengths of a type four is their creativity and their ability to just, they're the type to just constantly have new creative ideas always evolving in their mind. Yeah. Type four is going to live a lot in their imagination, which can be a huge strength Mm -hmm. when it's controlled and when it's used to create new ideas and create value in the world. Um, but can sometimes be a hindrance to whenever it holds them back, which we'll get into that 
later when we talk about healthy and unhealthy. So the Enneagram Institute says that healthy fours are going to be honest with themselves. They're going to own their feelings. They're going to look at their motives and their emotional um, conflicts and needs without denying or brushing over them. They're going to be really real with where they're at um, mentally and physically, all of the above. They will also be willing to reveal those personal and sometimes embarrassing things about themselves because they want to discover who they are at their core and come to terms with their feelings. So healthy fours are going to be really in tune with their feelings because they are one of the most emotional types out of all of them. So yes, fours definitely um, see themselves as different from other people. They see themselves as the unique type. Um, but they really don't want to be alone. They may feel socially awkward or even maybe a little self-conscious at times, but they deeply want to connect with the people around them. They deeply, they deeply desire to have that intimate connection with the people in their life. But they don't want to just have a connection with somebody. They want people to understand who they are. Right. And that's yeah. what they try to do is they try to figure out who they are, but oftentimes get lost in what other people have and who other people are. Mm-hmm. So sometimes fours can run into a rut of having negative self-image and even low self-esteem. And sometimes you were talking about earlier about having um, that fantasy. Sometimes to compensate for the low um, self-esteem, they will, you know, create a fantasy self is what the Enneagram Institute calls it, um, which is where they create the self-image that is built up in their imaginations. But the problem with this is that they base their identity largely on their feelings. And your feelings are always are not always an accurate depiction of the truth of where you're actually at. Another hurdle that fours can face is um, learning to let go of things from the past. Sometimes they will dwell and even nurse wounds or try to hold on to negative emotions and negative feelings about people that have hurt them. And so that's one of the things that a four really has to focus on and be really intentional about is moving on from things in the past, forgiving, letting go, forgetting all of the above. Yeah, fours will oftentimes get in what what we call a mood where they like to sit in a feeling and they like to make that feeling last. And they like to, you know, like I said, just sit in and hold that feeling rather than just moving past it and getting on to the next thing. And it can almost sometimes paralyze their function. Yeah. And also fours are definitely one of the most aware types of their personal differences and even deficiencies. So they are going to be super aware of the differences between you and I, what I have, what you don't have, or what you have and what I don't have, they're going to be the one to recognize that right away, which sometimes is a good thing because you can see that and go, oh, wow, I can utilize your strength where I lack weakness. In other instances, they can use it as a negative thing in their mind, and it can actually really hinder them from moving forward and growing and taking their, you know, everything to the next level. So that's something that fours have to be super, super aware of. And when you actually can channel it and when a four can channel that into a productive thing, like, like acting, let's take an actor or an actress as an example, someone like Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp can do a really great job of portraying a character and the little details about the character, not just the general character, but the, the very minute details that when we watch something, we're like, wow, he really gets Mm -hmm. it. But you don't understand how hard it is for a lot of people to really figure out those little tiny differences with the way you walk, the way you talk, the way your face looks. And when you can master it, especially as a four, yeah, you will be a, a notch above everybody else. Yep. 
That's good. So next, we're going to jump into the wings. We're going to start with the Enneagram 4 Wing 3, which is called the Aristocrat. They can be described as outgoing, funny, stylish, talented, sometimes guarded, dramatic, self-conscious, and even competitive. Whereas the Enneagram 4 Wing 5 is called the Bohemian. They are described as your introverted, independent, open-minded, intuitive, reserved, and sometimes even overthinkers. So you can see there's a huge um, difference between the two and where you can fall within the four spectrum. Yeah, you can definitely see the people that are four wing threes are the ones that are image conscious like the three. They're the ones that want to per- protect their image and protect their reputation because they, they pull out some of those three traits. Whereas the five being someone that rather stay by themselves and someone which we'll get in more next week, but someone that likes to pull away from groups. You're going to see those four wing fives. That's where some of your poets and everything come out of some of your mm-hmm. writers because they'd rather sit at home all day and just write down all their thoughts and their feelings and put them to paper. And that's their way that they could be productive still. So next we'll jump into the subtypes. And if for those of you guys who don't know, the subtypes are broken into three categories. We have the social, the intimate and the self-preservation. So the social fours are going to be the ones that suffer the most. And the reason is, is because they actually find comfort in their suffering. They'd rather sit in their shame and, and their sadness, and they'd rather make it last a long time. They actually, a lot of times, will over-dramatize it because that's how they can gather the attention from others. And ultimately, that's what they want. They want others to see who they are. So their way of getting that attention oftentimes is to dramatize things. That way, they don't have to sit there and feel it alone. Hmm. The intimate type fours are going to be the ones that are going to be your most assertive. These are going to be your most demanding, the most vocal, the most competitive. So a lot of the four wing threes end up being intimate mm-hmm. fours because of their competitiveness. Right. These are going to be the ones that are going to demand what they want. And when they don't get what they want, they're going to complain about it and make sure everyone knows that they did not get what they want. <laughs> a lot of these types of fours, though, often mask their sadness or their shame and try to disconnect from it with anger and frustration. They'd rather express that than live in their shame or live in their sadness. Whereas the social love to live in their sadness. They make it last a long time. These ones are going to push shame. I mean, these ones are going to push shame and sadness to the side, and they're actually going to project anger and frustration a lot more often. The self-preservation fours are actually the least dramatic. They're the least expressive. These are the ones that disconnect from their emotions a lot. They'd rather just tuck them away and hide them away, and they never really vocally share them. So these fours are a little bit different than the others because that's one of the main things as a four is they are really in tune with their emotions and want to vocalize it, and they want to share it. But the self-preservation fours do quite the opposite. They actually oftentimes hide it away. And it's crazy that you can see such a diversity that can you know be under a type four. So someone you might be a type four and someone else might be a type four and you're like, how in the world could you be a type four? But it's because, you know, they could be on the complete opposite spectrum of what, you know, you are. And these are going to be a lot of your four wing fives because they like to disconnect from people. They stay straight faced in a group of people. It's not that they don't have the emotions that Mm -hmm. the fours have and they don't, they don't feel them as strongly as the fours do. It's that they just don't acknowledge it like the other fours do. We hope you are enjoying this Enneagram series. In a better effort to serve you guys, our listeners, we would love to have you send in any questions that you might have regarding the Enneagram, whether it be about your type, maybe which number is most compatible with yours, or maybe a topic that we haven't quite covered yet. After this 10-week series, we're going to be doing a Q&A episode on our YouTube channel. Make sure you're sending in all your questions through our DMs on Instagram. 
Now we'll jump into the grouping. So the intelligence centers, they actually share this with the twos and the threes. So we've been spending a lot of time on this the past couple of weeks. The twos and the threes are the shame or the heart triad. These are the ones with their feelings. And the fours, like we said, are the most probably in tune with their feelings out of all of them. These are the ones that don't always know what to do with shame or sadness. And they don't always react properly with shame or sadness. So the fours, the way that they differ than the twos or the three is the fours often look for ways to be different. Where the twos will look for ways, you know, to help people to fill their sadness so they can push it to the side. The threes look for tasks to do so they act like they don't have any emotions or have any sadness or any bad emotions. But the fours are going to look for ways that they're different. Like we said earlier, they are going to create some moods. They're going to use their emotions to put up a wall. That wall is to protect themselves from rejection, uh, from abandonment, like we talked about earlier. They use their emotions as a safety guard and as something that they can express loudly. Yeah. So like I said, with especially the social type fours, they like to over-dramatize their feelings because if they over-dramatize their feelings, they can bring more people in on it. They can bring more attention to it so they don't have to sit in it and alone. Because when you sit in a feeling alone, you, also, you oftentimes feel it a lot deeper. You oftentimes feel sadness or anger a lot deeper when you let it bottle up. So they, they prefer to just bring as many people and get as much attention on it as possible. Hmm. Next, we're going to talk about the harmonic group. So the harmonic group, they actually share with the sixes and the eights. So with you being a six and me being an eight, we're also going to deal with conflict in a very similar way. Because the harmonic group is how do we deal with conflict? And they oftentimes, re- they oftentimes deal with conflict in a reactive way. So fours react by withdrawing. They want to find a rescuer. Oftentimes, if they're in a conversation where there's a disagreement and it's not going their way or they feel like there's more people on the other side, they will shut down the conversation. They will try to eliminate the conversation. They'll try to move out of the conversation. They'll just say, "Okay, I'm done. Move on. Let's get to the next thing. And sometimes enter one of their moods. They want everyone to acknowledge the fact that they are not happy, but they also don't want to sit in that conversation because they feel that they're the only one. Or they'll look for a rescuer to bring in to help them. If there's someone there that they think can help their conversation, they'll oftentimes use them and try to prod them to join in to try to get their point right. across. So next we'll jump into the horny vegan group. They actually share this with the nines and the fives. And for the horny vegan group, it's the way that they react with others to get their needs. So what they do is they withdraw from others as they're, they are the withdrawn group. They withdraw from others to try to get what they desire. And for a four, that's attention. That's bringing attention again to what they want. If, they don't, if they're not getting any attention, they'll oftentimes withdraw and see if people will acknowledge the fact that they're withdrawing or shutting down to try to regain that attention. The pros of this group altogether, the fives, the nines, and the fours, they're all very creative. They're all very imaginative. Mm-hmm. They all can, can come up with new ideas and brilliant ideas. The cons of this group is they oftentimes can't work in large groups. Because they're so withdrawn, when it gets too many people, they oftentimes just shut down and and they stay in their lane. They get overwhelmed. They do what they have to in the group, but it doesn't let them express their creativity. They do a lot better in smaller groups or one-on-one with people that they really trust or sometimes even working by themselves. Mm -hmm. Now we'll jump into the different health levels of the Enneagram Type 4. So an Enneagram Type 4, when they are healthy, they are profoundly creative. And I think we've expressed that a lot in this. They, they can come up with the best ideas. They can become the best actors, the best actresses, the best writers, um, the best artists. They are profoundly creative and they can actually find a way to transform their experiences and create value 
mm-hmm. universal value. So value for everybody, not just for them or the people around them. They create universal value from their experiences. Just like a, a hit song that someone went through a, tr- a tough time, they created universal value. They created value for a lot of people based off of their one experience. Mm-hmm. That is a four at their best. Yep. Connecting with other people. They oftentimes become more highly personable. They're a lot faster to network with people and to talk to people when they're in a healthy level because they're more self-confident. They're more self-assured. They're more self-creative. They understand themselves. And when they can understand themselves, they're not worried about pulling it from everybody else and pulling that affirmation from everyone else because they get it within. The average fours are still very creative. They still take a romantic orientation to life. Uh, They still have a heightened reality, meaning they... They oftentimes live in a fantasy. They live in an imagine, imaginative state, but they be, can, can also become hypersensitive. They can also become offended very easy, and that's when they get in their moods that we talked about. A healthy four is going to eliminate the moods because they're going to be able to address their feelings or their differences and be able to move on really quickly, whereas an average or unhealthy four is the ones that are going to sit in the mood, especially for a long period of time. And when I'm saying long period of time, some of these moods for some of these, especially unhealthy fours, can last weeks, can last months. It's not, oh, they're going to be pissed off for 10 minutes. No, they're going to dwell and sit in this as long as possible. But that's an unhealthy or a low average. They also can become unproductive. So an unhealthy four, if a dream fails, they often become very self-angered. They often become very you know, critical of themselves and almost reach a state of depression. And since a lot of fours create their action based off of their emotion, and a lot of their actions fueled by their emotion and their feelings and a healthy one, that feeling of joy and creativity, which are really healthy, healthy emotions that you want to live in, fuels them with an unhealthy four. They shut down because when those emotions are not fueling their action, they become unproductive and they become very dependent on others to carry them through life. And actually the stress number of a four when they're under stress or when they're under and reaching that unhealthy point of a day or of a week or of a month, when they're unhealthy, they demonstrate the unhealthy traits of a two. So they become clingy, they become overcommitted, they become overly dependent, and can't think for themselves. When they're in a healthy state and they're going towards their growth number, their growth number is actually the one, you're going to see they become more objective. You're going to see they become more principled. You're going to see that they actually become more self-disciplined to get done the things that they have to do, and they're going to do them the right way. Now, Laura, share a couple of personal growth tips for the Enneagram type fours. So for the Enneagram type fours, we've talked about how they are probably one of the most creative types and they're really good at coming up with new ideas and taking things to the next level. Um, But one of the things that they can struggle with is actually executing them. So, you know, if you are a four listening to this, I encourage you, if you have a new idea, whether it be something, you know, within your line of work or something that you're wanting to get into a hobby or, you know, a new endeavor that you're wanting to start, just go for it, execute it, you know, take action because sometimes you can sit there and fantasize and actually never end up getting anywhere in the physical. It's all mental. Um, So that would be my first point. Second, I would say try to pay less attention to your feelings, which can be very hard for a type four. But the reality is, is they're not a true source. They're not going to give you an accurate depiction of where you are. So try to eliminate the need to go to your feelings to base where you're at. Yeah, your feelings are a communication to yourself, and that's all they are. Don't let your feelings control your actions. You can let them fuel your actions. Yes, when you're enjoying your creative 
when you're in that creativity spot, go ahead and put pen to paper, start writing down your ideas, start executing like Laura said, but don't let your emotions control you. See feelings and emotions, it all roots down to five different emotions and they only last for 90 seconds at a time. Yeah. You fuel them, they last longer. But if you don't fuel an emotion or a feeling, it only lasts for 90 seconds. Now, at the end of our self-awareness series, after the Enneagram and after a couple more episodes, we're going to talk about emotional intelligence and how we can listen to our emotions because it's not about controlling them or acting like you don't have them. It's about listening to what they're telling you and then acting properly on them. There's a reason for emotion. You just have to utilize it in the correct way. Next, I would say self-esteem and self-confidence will only develop from you having positive experiences. So um, earlier when we were talking um, and I read that excerpt from The Road Back to You, sometimes they can kind of step back when they receive criticism. But the only way to, you know, keep pushing forward is to put yourself in a position to have better experiences. So, you know, if there's an instance where you receive criticism, don't, don't step back. If anything, keep pushing through, use that as momentum, use that as fuel, because the only way you're going to keep stepping out is if you just keep stepping out. Right. Yeah. And when you're trying to get confidence, because that's when one thing a four sometimes struggles with is confidence, you oftentimes need to start with clarity. And what's, what's great for a four is their dream or their image is almost always there because they spend so much time in imagination So once they can determine their clarity, then it takes commitment, then it takes courage, then it takes consistency. And when you can execute like that, you're going to start to gain confidence naturally. Confidence is a byproduct. Yep. It's not a result. Yep. So don't chase confidence, chase your dream and your confidence will come. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, sometimes too with that and, you know, lacking self-confidence, sometimes fours can feel like they you know, never have it together basically. But the thing is, is you just got to start small. It's just taking that one step in the right direction to get you to where you need to go next. So whatever that is for you, just start. That's the only way you're going to get, eventually get those positive experiences. The other thing is we were talking about in a healthy state, they are like a type one. So good self-discipline takes many forms. This could mean getting regular sleep. This could mean regularly exercising. Um, All of those things, when you develop a healthy discipline, it's going to make you feel more in control of your life and essentially bring a better self-confidence. A four in an unhealthy state can be the ones to focus on, you know, drugs, alcohol, all of those things, fantasizing about who knows what. But it's all about taking what you can control and doing good. Shorten your amount of time that you spend in your imagination because it's not real. It's good to use imagination as a way to envision your life and to vision what you want for your future. But don't live in a state of imagination. When you determine what you want and when you can imagine it and when you can use your creativity to picture that immediately after that. Create an action plan, create a physical action plan to get there. That's what's going to get you further. And that's what's going to get the confidence. That's what's going to get the self-discipline. That's what's going to get the control. And that's going to get you to that image. That's going to get you to that dream. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. We hope you've learned something new that you feel challenged and leave inspired. 
If there's a part of this episode that stuck out to you, be sure to screenshot the podcast, post it on Instagram, and tag us in it. Let us know what captivated you. Speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and make sure that you're one of the first to know of our new episodes and exciting updates. You can follow me at It's Lara Stevens. And I'm at the period Nate Stevens. If you found value in this podcast, remember to leave us a rating or review. This will allow others to see what they can benefit from this podcast as well. Join us next week as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.